what we're doing is trying to find out what works. Because yeah. people sit there and they go, you know, they just start to start up two weeks in and they go, oh, that doesn't align with the brand. What fucking brand? You're getting brand mixed up with branding. Yeah. You've got a colour and a logo, mate. Content and, and advertising will, will get people to react, they'll either click or they'll, they'll engage or they'll comment in a certain way. That tells you so much more yeah. than if you go out there doing surveys and shit like yeah. that. People never know their audience as well as they think they do, because it takes time. Welcome to The Eventful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Bournemouth Sevens Festival and the revolutionary Event Crowd, our new online events course. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you subscribe, leave us a glowing review, and you can follow me on Instagram at Dodge Woodall. I reply to every single message. In a world full of marketing experts and brand gurus, Dan Kelsall stands out from the crowd. His in-your-face, no-nonsense approach led to the creation of his business called Offended. It's a marketing agency that isn't afraid to put a few noses out of joint in the pursuit of an effective campaign. Through guerrilla-style tactics, imaginative stunts and provocative copy, Dan and his team get brands noticed. He's knowledgeable, opinionated and a very funny bloke. This is the eventful life of Mr. Dan Kelsall. Dan, welcome to the show, mate. Cheers, pal. It's uh, it's the the poshest uh, podcast I've been on this, mate. It's not in uh, only in someone's kitchen on their iPhone. <laughs> why, why, why is the audio shit? You doing on your iPhone? <laughs> That's what we do, mate. That's what we do. Yeah. We're posh yeah. down here. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, roll all the way back. Where did you grow up, and how did you get into marketing? Um, so I'm from I'm from Bury, and I I went into the navy first thing out of school. Yeah, got in as a diver. Quite hard to get in as a diver. You can't go in uh, directly anymore. Um, and there was two out of our cohort of about 50 got in. And I, uh, I I passed all my training, worked really hard to get in, went through basic, and then quit after basic because I thought I was in love with a girl. Yeah. So I was 18, 19. Um, two weeks later, we mate shagged her. So it turns out I wasn't, right? <laughs> so, uh, Good mate. There you go. Move straight on. After the Navy, I managed to talk my way into uni. Yeah. Without any A-levels. Yeah. Because I've always had kind of the gift of the gab. Yeah. Gab. Always been able to talk my way into places, good and bad. Um, and uh, basically swindled the admissions tutor. She let me in on a politics degree because they had spaces there. And and naturally, instead of uh, going to all that effort, instead of going into uni, I used my student loan to open a gym yeah. with my mate. So I've always okay. uh, I've always done MMA, yeah. competed in MMA. Okay. Um, Get to a good standard? Uh, no, no, because people didn't tell me one of the prerequisites of uh, <laughs> fighting in a cage is you've got to be good at fighting. <laughs> That's, that was a problem. Um, but I set up this gym, yeah. um, and, and, and it was in Radcliffe, which was a shithole near Barrett. Yeah. Um, and people don't have money in Radcliffe, so nobody came. Yeah. Um, but my mates used to drink in there, which you're not supposed to do in a gym, right? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Right. Um, and obviously moved on to there, went into recruitment, started this this job app. Now it was a, it was a video app before video apps were a thing. So it was all mm. before video interviewing was a thing. It was like a, a way for young people because my my argument was always that young people don't have enough um, experience or things to sell themselves on yeah. a CV, right? Yeah. yeah. Always their CVs always look shit, don't matter what yeah. you've done, unless you've yeah. got a first from fucking Oxford, look yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, so I set up this video app where you could just send a one-minute video to employers to apply for jobs. you just got one minute to tell them why you're right for it. Mm. Yeah, so it's a video app. Um, I got picked up by the likes of Talk Talk, so, you know, and I got an investor, you know, got some money in that. The problem is, is because I've never, I've never built software and I've no experience yeah. in it. The, the, the UX looked like it had been designed by, by David Blunkett, right? Yeah. It's fucked. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and then my, uh, my investor, I got an email off him one day saying, oh, I'm, I'm just going, I'll, I'll speak to you in a few days. I'm going walking up a mountain. 
and then never heard from him again, yeah. right? So that was a problem. So we had other investors who were about to put in. Yeah. We said, well, where's this fucking investor? Going? Yeah. Anyway, disappeared. I heard from him a few years later. He's not dead. Um, he just obviously wasn't yeah. <laughs> wasn't up for putting any more money in. Um, so so that went that went tits up. And then I started kind of losing my head a little bit. I went into kind of like an entrepreneur entrepreneurial whirlpool yeah. of shit ideas. Yeah. Right? And um, I, I, like I say, I, I, I used to fight. One of the things uh, I have is sensitive skin. Yeah. So after training or sparring, I used to get spots or you know rashes underneath my eyes and yeah. stuff. And um, so I came up with this this idea to 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 create um, organic Vaseline for fighters. Forgetting that the fighters, so they don't really care about having cuts and bruises on the face, yeah. let alone rashes and spots. They're not asked. Yeah. So as you can imagine, it sold none. It was called War Balm. It's quite a good name. <laughs> good name, isn't it? So I was, make, I was making Vaseline in my kitchen. In yeah. Yeah. My own organic Vaseline, right? That's how I was making it. No regulations followed, no nothing, right? Just making this yeah. in putting it yeah, in yeah, tins, yeah. trying to flog it at gyms. Yeah. Going, this guy's off his tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So well, undeterred and, and, and as delusional as ever, I, uh, I thought, well, I'll tell you what, second product. I got. How old were you at this time? Um, I was about about twenty five. Twenty five, okay, yeah, okay. About. Yeah. Um. So uh, I thought, well, new products, right? This is for post training. I'm yeah. going to create a, a a bath soak. I call it gun soak. You know, soak, yeah, soak your guns yeah. and all that. Um, and I gave, gave out to a few mates. I thought I've got new product lads, right? Bought these unrefined Himalayan bath salts off eBay. Yeah. Some bloke in China. Um, didn't realize you, you you're not supposed to use them like that. They're supposed to be refined and yeah. you know. Certain processes like the Epsom, like the Epsom salt, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just yeah. stuck it in these like bullet tins, yeah. Um, and and, and one of my mates used it, um, and it, it had his new bath sweet pink, <laughs> so he wasn't very happy. And he's like, he's about six, 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 20 stone, yeah, crushed me head in his hand, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, one yeah. of those lads, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that 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 didn't go well either. Um, and then I then I moved on to a series of shit apps, so I developed one called The Rail, which is basically like TK Max Online. Um, I developed one um, that was called uh, Random Pet. Now, now, Random Pet was where I started properly losing my head because I created this app <laughs> that I was, I was, I was. It was basically present you with um, uh, discounted uh, pet products for your yeah. pet. The only problem is because I couldn't code well enough. I couldn't figure out how to do it specific to you. Yeah. So when you press the button, it, you, you might have a dog, but it generate a, a code for ten percent off Budgery Gar shampoo yeah. or something like that. Right? <laughs> And um, <laughs> so, so I was like, well, I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll just call it random pet. People yeah. like random. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's random. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. So let's random pet will work. Obviously it didn't take off. Why yeah. would it? Yeah. You know, why, why would it ever? Um, and then and then from that app, I then built a, a thing called Peckle. And um, it, 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 I mean, this doesn't even make sense when you say it out loud, but it was basically a little chicken character. <laughs> and you'd log onto the app every day and you can pet this chicken. Right, and if the chicken like you, yeah, might take a few days, might take a few weeks, yeah. might well be on the first day. Your pets might be good enough. Yeah, it'd lay an egg, and inside the egg, you get a prize. Okay, but the only problem was the prizes were shit. They were like Sports Direct vouchers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the people were saying, why, why, why would I, why have I been petting a chicken for sixteen days <laughs> to get some Donny socks? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> why have I done that? <laughs> yeah, why have I done that? Uh, so that was the thing, and that was what, what led into. Um, Led into offended and 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 so like, offend, like, so so offended marketing is your business today. Yes. So you've gone yeah. from eighteen jumping in and out of wild and mad ideas, yeah. setting up apps, yeah. them not working, but it's yeah. led you. You've taught, you've learned everything you need to know to set up this business now, which is offended marketing. Yeah. So like like everyone who's who's shit at most things, you go into marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing that's left. Yeah. There's no barrier to entry. Fair yeah. enough. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the one thing that was consistent all, all throughout that time was I was always all right at market myself. I've always yeah. been a semi-decent writer. Yeah. I've written two novels, never been picked up because they were shite. But, yeah. What were they you know, called? 
Uh, one was called Shukalamala and the Assassin. It was about some What's guy. One? It's called what? Shukalamala and the Assassin. About some guy who lost his head and started talking to an onion and sellotapes <laughs> it to his belt. Don't anyway, let's ignore that one. Shite. And the second one? Uh, second one was called Soap. That was super old age pensioners. See, that was a good idea. That yeah. was about what happens to superheroes like when they get old. So they're all fucked. There's like uh, hum- Humphrey was the main character and he had, um, he, he could, he had, had the power to stop time, but he had Alzheimer's. So he'd forget. He'd just stop time and he'd be like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but that didn't do very well either. Um, so I did, you know, I did that and, and I kind of, I was, I've always been good at uh, marketing myself. Like, 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 you know, um, I, I know, you know, Mike went on here, uh, he, he did his book thing. I actually did a book. I, I, I got a best seller, seller on Amazon. Um, and it was called fucking good content. Ironically, it wasn't good content. Um, but it was, uh, I wrote it. I, I wanted to see if I could, if I could, if I could, um, sort of beat the system a little bit and write a book in uh, a weekend. Okay. So I wrote this book in a weekend called Fucking Good Content. How many pages? Ah, uh, roughly. It's made about 180 something okay. like that. It's only a thin book. It's a, yep. it's a good beer mat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If you want to buy it. Um, but it's um but I put it on Amazon. Um didn't made made barely any money on it. Um but but it showed a lot of copies. Mm. Like I mean we're talking. I mean the last time we looked at it, it was like over 8000 8, something like that. Oh, fair play. So but That's it's a good blew, amount. It, it blew up because I was getting slagged off in a WhatsApp group of, of marketers. Yeah. And somebody sent me the screenshots. So I used those screenshots as advertisements to tell the book. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. And um, But people were like, and then some of the reviews were like, you know, this book's, this book's absolutely shit. It's littered with spelling mistakes, all the rest of it. I said, yeah, well, I fucking wrote it in a weekend and you bought it, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but it got us big leads. I mean, it got us, yeah. you know, to, like offended of signs, you know, Entain on Ladbrokes, Coral, Foxy Bingo. We got them. You know, So you've gone in, so basically you've gone in being you, not caring in the world and you've gone in and created a business called Offended Marketing yeah. which you know you're going to offend some people but some people are going to absolutely love you exactly okay exactly. and that's the same business model as pretty much what Piers Morgan's gone down you're yeah. going to love I him mean, yeah. or you hate him rather than being vanilla it's probably better better comparisons yeah no <laughs> somebody what, called me online once sir the Katie Hopkins of market oh, I thought, fuck fuck <laughs> <off."> <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is they are it's black or white yeah yeah, yeah. so what, what, was you, what are you doing at the moment in your marketing, where businesses are going to come to you, where you're raw, you're good, you say how it is, and you come up with new, new ideas. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, and it's the ideas point that that, that, that we sell, right? Yeah. Because I'm a big believer in, like, the, the whole marketing industry and ad industry is, we're all becoming ad blind because it's saturated with shit. People yeah. aren't taking risks anymore because yeah. they're so scared of offending people, yeah. right? But you're never going to sell to everyone, yeah. right? That's that's number one, right? And it's, if there's a byproduct of taking a stand or saying something different, you offend people, that's okay. Yeah. That's how, that's why we do it, right? Yeah. But... I've always said that the, everyone has said it's all, it's all about the execution, not the idea. I call bollocks. Yeah. All it takes is one look through social media at all the ads to yeah. know that most people have shit ideas. Yeah. Having good ideas is a skill in itself. Yeah. And market agencies have lost that. There's tons and tons of good executes out there can make fancy videos, nice images. These all exist. There are not tons and tons of people with good true. ideas because no one practices good ideas. Yeah, true. Very true. Because a good idea in marketing executed averagely in my experience, will always outperform a shit idea yeah. executed well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's 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 what we're all about. We we sell ideas in spaces. Mm. You know. So give me give me. So where did the where did the name come from? And then what year did you set this up? Um. So well, like, offended. I started. Uh, I started thinking about years ago. I mean, probably like three, four years ago now. And that's when I first came up with the name. I wasn't sure what it was going to be, but I knew I always offend people. I know, I've always been like Marmite. You know, yeah. whether I'm wherever, wherever I work, I always work hard, but I yeah. always piss after people off. Yeah. Somehow, right? Um. So it came from that. And then it was just the thing of the one thing I was I was always good at was was doing those ads ads that got because because the ads that we do nowadays we don't do we don't control paid media budget we just give them creative to make their media budget go further 
And we've proved time and time again that if your creator's better, if, the, if you research your audience and it's a bit risky or a bit edgy, yeah. it will always outperform and get more clicks and eventually more sales yeah. than your dry, shit vanilla content. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was what it was based on. It was just, uh, we, we, knew, we knew these things worked. I've had so many shit businesses, but the one consistent thing with the businesses was I would always get sales and I would always be able to generate, mm. you know, get biz, big businesses involved and all the rest of it. Because I, I could always write or I could mm. always send quirky emails or mm. I could always do that. And it was just, it's just about doing that for other businesses. Mm. And I've seen, I've seen you blow up on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, yeah, the content you, the content you put out on LinkedIn is fantastic. Could you say how it is? Yeah, true. How long have you been on LinkedIn for? Um, probably, probably not. I mean, maybe, I think I maybe started speaking to Mike about a year after I joined. Yeah. So, um, a lot of what I do now is, is, you know, originally I'd started following guys like Mike, like like um, like Mitch Sullivan, if you've heard of him, yeah. the recruitment bloke. Yeah. Says it how it is, um, and and yeah, it just became a, it became easy because I could just speak like myself. Yeah. Like I always, and I've always done this in boardrooms. I don't care. I don't, I'm, I'm just yeah. me. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll swear. I'll do yeah. whatever. Right. And I thought I started speaking like that. Yeah. On LinkedIn, not on purpose. It's just that's how I speak. And and because it's a professional world and everyone's like, oh my god, I can't say that. Yeah. It just some people thought I found it refreshing and some people hated me. And it's the Marmite effect again, yeah. the whole thing of offended. That that was what grooming my audience yeah. on LinkedIn. And what are your thought what are your personal thoughts on the social media platforms that work for you? Yeah. What are the, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn as a platform? Because for me when I look at it, there's so many dry people putting up such rubbish, boring content out there that it doesn't get any anything doesn't get anything that excites anyone yeah anyone who puts something exciting stuff and speaks their mind it seems to really trigger people yeah 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 but that's that's the beauty of it right if you've got a platform where you've got dry people mm. we it, it, people always complain about those people's content and they get they jump on and they comment on it and they say it's shit and all the rest of it i just ignore them i'm yeah. asked i want more people to create shit content because yeah. it makes me stand out yeah keep going yeah the drier the platform the easier it is to do yeah but it's like when people say um things are dead or they're, they're old hat or whatever it's like People say, you know, Twitter's dead, kind of, might when it's proved it's not. You know, mm. people say, uh, Postal's dead. Um, mm. Listen, everyone's still got a letterbox. Mm. Postal's never dead. It's just that you share it. Yeah. You've done something to think. You know, I, I gave the example on a, on a post of, you know, if you're a, you're a butcher, you know, put post post sausages through people's people's letterboxes, that, that, you know, with your web address on that say, uh, thought we'd <laughs> post something meaty through mm. your flaps. You know I mean? <laughs> just, just something, something, something like that, different. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, different. Yeah. You're yeah. telling me that people, it wouldn't, it wouldn't cause, a yeah. know, cause a stir and get attention. Of course yeah. it would. Nothing's ever dead. Um, and it, it's just about picking the right platform for yourself. And if you are business to business, at the minute, there's no better place than LinkedIn. Agree, agree. Yeah. Are you on any other platforms personally? Um, not really, no. Uh, so I grew on LinkedIn. We've we've started growing our, our Instagram. We've done. We, so we've, this is the thing. We've grown other Instagrams for the people. We've we've worked a lot on Instagram. We've 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 worked a lot on LinkedIn. Um, we do a lot of email. We do a lot of guerrilla, and we do a lot of advertising. We, we're quite, kind of a creative advertising agency. Yeah. We're more ads, so billboards, things like that. And you're based out in Manchester. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me some examples of some guerrilla marketing you've done. Yeah. So we, <laughs> yeah, we've done <laughs> done a few things. Uh, I'll take take one. Um, Take one brand as an example, just just because of what they let us do. Who's the um, brand? They're called Carew, uh, yeah. and they let us do some crazy shit in the beginning. We um, we 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 once uh, posted thousands of fake parking tickets on cars um, with a job advert in it. Some people were rushing to their cars and like, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they didn't find it any funny. Very funny. Yeah. They, they didn't do much. Um, then they said to us, "Well, we've got another problem." So, um, what do you mean it didn't do much? So you went round. Did you record? Did you record putting a thousand yeah. parking tickets on cars? Thousands, thousands. So, so the people paying you the money to go and do it to see if this stunt yeah. would work. We made them do it. We made their managing director do it. This, why, this <laughs> is the beauty of it. The managing director did everything. Like, but yeah, it, gets, okay. it get, eventually gets hairy. This because when he was getting shouted out in the street, yeah. people wanted to kick his head. In, yeah, naturally, because he's putting parking tickets yeah. on people's cars yeah. while they're in them. Right, Sometimes, okay. Right? There's a guy with a Porsche just at the traffic lights. He just walks up, walks up. 
Yeah. So, um, so that was, and, but then, then they said, Ken, there was another problem. They said, oh, we're, we're struggling to get past the gatekeepers of certain businesses. Yeah. So I said, why don't you just, why don't we just literally lift you past the gatekeeper? Yeah. You know what you mean? I went, well, I know a guy who hires cherry pickers out. Let's yeah. go to offices. Yeah. You got a reception on the ground floor. We'll, we'll lift you up to the office you want to be at. And you just hold signs up Quality. outside, right? So we, so we did that, right? And they just hold the signs outside saying, uh, if we try, try and get candidates. Fed up for working here. <laughs> Download career. Quality. You know what I mean? Quality. Um, so that, but then, then we started to get get a bit carried away with it. And um, we, we, we tried to set up the cult of Carew. And we, we I'm a, a Carew is a, a recruitment agency. It's a recruitment app. Uh, app. Okay. Uh, yeah, like a job app. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and we, we tried to set up the Carew cult, right? And I said to the guys, I said, right, you know where that preacher stands in Piccadilly Gardens every morning, yeah. right? Get Gareth there. I want him on a pedestal like he's on. Dress all the guys in robes like the part of the cult, right? Yeah. And I'm always signed saying, repent, job seekers, all this shit, right? But dress him as a prophet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got your boss, no worries. Gets off the Met in the morning, bright and early, walking over, and I'm thinking... Oh, fucking hell. I said prophet. Anyway, they dressed him as Jesus. He's just obviously one of my staff has gone, Jesus on Amazon. Jeffel Jesus, right? He's there giving this good book of Carew out. Yeah, download Carew, join the Carew cult, right? Um, anyway, anyway uh, after about 10 minutes, he was surrounded by spice heads. Yeah. Like, oh, mate, you fucking taking a piss out of Jesus, mate. I'm yeah. Catholic, yeah, mate. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Like, I'm thinking, and where's this? Where was this? Up in Manchester? This is in the Piccadilly Gardens. Piccadilly, okay. Right? Yeah. I'm thinking, I, I, can, I can see the headlines somehow. Yeah. Marketing agency yeah. gets clients stabbed in neck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, boy, yeah. this is, this is going to go really, yeah. really uh, pear shaped. So, uh, yeah, so we, so we bottled that one. That was, uh, and, uh, and we started to kind of calm it down a little bit after yeah. that. Because the thing is with guerrilla market, it's all well and good, but it, it can be really hit. It and can miss. backfire. So, how would yeah. it, so someone like, say, for example, someone like us, Bournemouth Sevens, yeah. I come to you and said, come up with an idea. Yeah. And then you'll go, Let, give, give me a week, I'll come up with an idea. Yeah. Pay me this, and I'll activate it. How do you? How, how does your business model work? Yeah, so it's basically. I mean, a lot of our clients are on on retainer. So we, the thing is with me with marketing, I don't think it should ever just be one one, hit, one explosion. Yeah. It's about so you get all these people who go on, go on about you know KFC being amazing at marketing because they do two viral tweets a year. Yeah, but all the rest of the tweets are shit. That's not good marketing. Yeah. That's not consistent marketing. Let's like, yeah. stop patting people on the head for that shit. Yeah. Pat people on the head for consistency. Yeah. So what you should be doing is stuff every every week yeah. that has the same uh, effect and, and blows up just as much. That's how you build a big brand. Yeah. By people constantly seeing amazing shit from yeah. you and having this different tone of voice and all the rest of it, right? Yeah. So it's always generally on a retainer basis. We just, but it's basically, we just come to, to people with loads of ideas and then we've got the team out there to execute. We've got yeah. videographers, designers, writers, all the rest of it, right? Mm. Actors, you know, got a, a nice roster of actors mm. at the minute. Um, and, and that's essentially what we do. I mean, I mean, one of the ones we recently suggested to Ladbrokes, which uh, which got rejected. I thought it was, I thought it was genius. <laughs> uh, was we wanted to change their flagship store. Um, Where's that? During, uh, well, I, I have no idea. Uh, down in London, probably, yeah. yeah. I said, we'll change what, your, your flagship store, um, the signs in it, uh, on, on you know, either either Gay Pride or whatever else it's going to be. So from uh, Ladbrokes to non-binary Brooks. <laughs> which they were... Okay. Did they take that? Well, it went all the way to the top, and, and they were like, "Absolutely no, we're not." not. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not doing that. I was like, oh, well. So I'm going to keep suggesting that every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. must be a certain. There must be a certain business that that says, you know, come and have a chat. Yeah, there must be a yeah, lot of business yeah, yeah, yeah. see offended marketing what you're doing, yeah. and you know you can go viral in what you do. Mm. Now, a, a business like us, or would you have to take a bit of a risk on you? It is risky. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a risk, yeah. and that's the thing that we always say to people. And the way that we get clients to 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 the point where we need them is it's baby steps. We don't just get them to jump straight in the yeah. fire. Yeah. But people are always surprised at where they are in six months. 
people don't actually get as offended by things as we think they do. It's just that the ones that do get offended are the loudest. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Most people are pretty logical. Yeah. And understand when something's a joke. Yeah. You get the occasional fucking idiot who doesn't. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you need those people. Those yeah. you've got to remember as well. The the, the noise but from those people pushes things just as far. Mm. You've got that protein world ad. Remember the protein world ads in, in London? Um, put them all over the London underground. It just had had, had skinny uh, women on there, and it just said, "Are you beach body ready?" Feminists went wild oh, yeah. for yeah, it. Yeah, really, yeah. really not happy yeah. with it. Going down on London underground, defacing it with lipstick, all the rest of it. They just were pissed off. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's something in that as well. Lipstick being used by feminists. Yeah. Know that's, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but um, but but the the guy got called on to uh, like like Holly and Phil and and, and who did um, the guy who owns it and he were like you know obviously this is blown up and it's not in a good way. Yeah. And he said, well you say not in a good way, but you're talking about my it. target audience do want those bodies. Yeah. And my target audience have spent a lot with us and. Even we'd only made 400, uh, 400 um, grand up until this point, and yeah. they, they made something like I think t- you know four, four million or, so, or something yeah, daft yeah, 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 yeah. In, in a really short uh, period of time. So as a marketing yeah. activity, it yeah, it offended people, mm. but they those haters, the people that hated it, yeah. blew it up just as much as the people who it was for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of the point. what's your, what's your best angle? Is it guerrilla marketing? Is it online marketing? Is it social media? What, what's your best angle? You know, um, is it is it safer for a business to go? Right, let's go down the social route because I know what you're writing. Yeah, sign it off of me, and away you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I don't think anything's safe with offended yeah. necessarily. But like we work with, we work with Entain, and we, we we're not we're not you know we don't do crazy shit with those. We do yeah. more impactful stuff. You know, we do we did stuff for for Pride, and we did a poem about you know basically the history of of, of homosexuality and all the rest of it. Right? Yeah. Um, can, you it was, can, it you rem- can you remember that poem? Uh, no, no, no okay. but I'll dig it off you. Okay. Um, but it was, it was quite impactful, it did quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so when we when we talk about offending people, it's not that we set out to offend people, it's just that if you say something different, you, you as a byproduct, you might do. Yeah. That's all we say to people. Yeah. Um, but it depends on your business. I think guerrilla marketing is always going to be the riskiest. Yeah. But people think guerrilla marketing should be expensive. Actually, it's cheap. No, it's cheap. Um, it's people. You know, the parking tickets, you know, 100 quid. Yeah. Uh, hiring cherry pickers off, off, off that guy, 300 quid. Yeah. It's not a lot of money, really, if you do it well. So when you're doing that guerrilla marketing, you're actually filming it. So you're yeah. filming it to then pump it across socials. Yeah, so okay. that's, a tr- that's a trick with guerrilla marketing. Is people think it's about the impact of, of that stunt. It's not because no. you, you're, you're localized then. Yeah, the, the, it's about the impact of that that stunt online afterwards. So you, it's about the content you make from it. It's about making it shareable so other people then share it on their own socials. Yeah. That's that's the trick to guerrilla marketing. Mm. Um, if you rely just on that stunt, you're probably going to yeah, be overwhelmed with the results. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what sort of brands have you worked with over the years? Um, so we've done, we've done, like I say, Labbrooks, Coral, uh, Foxy Bingo. We've done N26, who are like Monzo in, in Europe. They did try to come over here. Yeah. Uh, and then failed. Maybe we were part of that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we've, um, you know, we, 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 we've pitched, uh, we've, uh, got a thing in the channel four at the minute, um, that's being reviewed, which is basically doing all their offices with poems. Um, because they keep having people clicking on phishing emails and shit like that, their right. staff. So we've just done poems about people dying of drugs overdoses because yeah. they clicked on a phishing email. It's just nonsense. Oh, right, so okay. It's just, yeah, we okay. just, just plaster all their yeah, entire yeah, office yeah, and yeah. do poems so people stop clicking on yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and all the way down to like, um, you know, one of my bands. I mean, we've, we've grown uh, Ian Murphy on, on LinkedIn, if you've seen him. He's a mm. cybersecurity guy. He's just off his off his tits. He's, what is he? So you grown his channel on yeah. LinkedIn, and yeah, how have you yeah. grown his channel on LinkedIn? Uh, just by putting out funny videos. I mean, uh, uh, the, what I always say is because people always say, "Oh, do you know, you know, if someone like in, in, in insurance or cybersecurity comes to you, yeah. is that not boring." And I'm like, "Well, no, because it's a dry industry, so it's easier to stand out." Yeah, okay. Right. So, so we we we, we thrive on doing that. Yeah. We, he just does bonkers videos, right? We've done him the Cyber Girls, where he dressed up as every single Spice Girl in like 
and then <laughs> did this shit thing. You know, we've 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 done all sorts of crazy videos where we've shoehorned him into. I don't know, the Matrix and all sorts of stuff. But we do, it's done really badly on purpose. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So the production value is about 20 quid we've spent on props and stuff like that. What are your, what are your thoughts on production values in terms of you can make the, the, the loveliest video, the nicest 60-second clip, and mm -hmm. it's all pristine, or do you think doing it on your mobile phone, do you think there's a, a bigger reach doing it on your mobile phone than it is? It depends on your brand, right? If your brand is uh, relies on, on aesthetics and looking good, right, then you can't do shit stuff. Your brand has to be pristine, it has to be clean, the stuff you do has to be clean because yeah. people will be like, well, that looks like a pile of shit, you've not spent yeah. much money on that and it's a premium brand, brand. Yeah. you know, you're Gucci, I'm supposed to be buying a Gucci bag off yeah. you for 500 quid and you've done that on your mobile phone, that yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but, but do you not think but, it's more authentic, like more real if you it, do it off, it, off your mobile? It can, it can be, it can be, it just depends on what the brand is. And I think, I think what, what startups need to do, if you're a startup, you need to be trying as much shit as possible yeah. and seeing what, the, so that means you have to move as quickly as possible. Yeah. One thing that we've done and beaten other market agencies on is we do things quicker. The execution might not be as clean at the start, but what we're doing is trying to find out what works. Because yeah. people sit there and they go, um, you know, they just start a startup two weeks in and they go, oh, that doesn't align with the brand. What fucking brand? Yeah. You haven't got a brand. Yeah. You're, getting, you're getting brand mixed up with branding. Yeah. 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 You, you've got a colour and a logo, mate. Yeah. Not a brand. Yeah. So a brand a brand is about how you make people feel. Yeah. And to, to create that emotional attachment to customers, it takes time. Yeah. But you've got to test as many things as possible because people never know their audience as well as they think they do. Mm. Everyone thinks they know who they're selling to. And mm. until you actually do your research and start testing, because people will always tell you one thing and then react a different way. Yeah. Content and, and advertising will, will get people to react, they'll leave a click or they'll, they'll engage or they'll comment in a certain way. That tells you so much more yeah. than if you go out there doing surveys and shit like yeah. that. Because you give someone a question, they'll answer it just, yeah. just as a byproduct. Whether, whether they know the answer or not, yeah. they'll just give you an answer because they feel obliged to. Yeah. You, you know? just know what they're doing. It's exactly what I've been doing for 20 odd years. Marketing, people go, oh, tell me about marketing. It's just trial and error. Try, let's see what sticks and then yeah. hop on that. And yeah. Keep going for more, keep going for more. Try again, try something different. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not rocket science. I mean, look at me, I'm in it. Mm. You just heard my long history of shit business ideas. Mm, mm. I'm doing all right in marketing. Oh, you're doing well. <laughs> Do you know I mean? You're doing well with yourself. You know Are mean? you tattooed all over your body? Um, no, just just to there. Just the so both can, sleeves and just, neck. Just to, just just to the t-shirt. It's just completely white. Oh, is it all white? It's not. It's not is it? <laughs> legs. <laughs> legs. Yeah, uh, I've got some of my legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first tattoo I ever got. Actually, I've got a uh, I've got Chinese symbols on my leg. I've never asked anyone what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. No, you don't want to. Go into go into it. Who's that on there? Who's that on the arm there? Is that so, Freddie? So that's, no, it's um, so that's Tom Selleck. You know, from, yeah, of course, uh, Magnum, Magnum, yeah. So my uncle, my uncle died uh, a couple of years ago, and he um, he looked a spit at Tom Selleck yeah. to the point where he had a business called Magnum Energy. Is that right? Yeah. Was it quality? Yeah. yeah, so that's why I got that. Quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the, what? What are your movements now then? Your your home home. How was the lockdown for you? Um, it was it was fine. I will tell you why, why it was fine. We were very fortunate. We didn't do this on purpose, yeah. by the way. We were very fortunate to have a couple of big clients. And to have clients that wouldn't go bump in a pandemic, people like cybersecurity businesses, yeah. actually they're needed more because the more people are fucking up and clicking more, yeah. on stupid stuff, right? Yeah. So we and, and tech businesses, a lot of tech businesses weren't weren't seeing that because they could work yeah. from home and they could yeah. they could uh, fill all the staff and all the rest yeah. of it. it. It was the people that were marketing for like service based businesses or events businesses. I think mm. were like, and they just their, yeah. their client base dropped off a cliff and they were fucked. Yeah. So we were very very fortunate in that. Um, and actually, it, it 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 taught us to work a lot differently. Mm. And it taught us that, and again, that was the whole thing of the ideas thing, because you can't execute good shit in the pandemic. You, mm. you had to rely on mobile mm. footage sent to you by a client, mm. right? So, so we learned a lot about that, about, about, hang on, we didn't spend half as long on that video there. They got a bit better reach. But it got better reach yeah. than that one we did ages ago and spent a week filming. Yeah. You know, so. But that's my point. Mm. I think it's going down that first route. You know, it, it's important for your brand that you're getting brand, uh, brand, brand association and, and making your brand feel 
as expensive and quality as you possibly can. But that real stuff is quite important because yeah. I'm seeing the reach a lot bigger on that real stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, is that just like the algorithms picking up that it's real? Um, or do, are people more clued up these days when they know that something's been polished, a polished I video? Think, I think, yeah, I think you can tell, can't you? Mm. Like, you can sense it, can't you, when something's been, mm. been staged, right? Um, and I think people are getting a bit bored of that. Because like I say, good executors are everywhere. There's a million and one different great videographers and editors out there mm. that can all do to about the same standard, mm. right? It's the idea, it's the, it's the, it's the, if you're trying to, your whole, the whole point of selling, right, is you're trying to create that emotional attachment to the mm. customer. What better way to do that than to show them the real you? But actually, I think, I think, so here's, here's a point that, that I get a lot of people disagree with me on, but I think authenticity is been done to death and I yeah. don't think it's necessarily about being authentic right mm. if you've read the um, shoe dog by Phil Knight mm. they start off and they're a team of fat accountants right and they are mm. they're all middle aged mm. men fat accountants none of them athletes some of them used to run mm. right and they've now got to sell to people who run mm. in the athlete community had they been authentic Nike could now be the mm. brand of you know a middle aged mm. dad of four with fucking beans on his pants mm. do you know what I mean it, it's not um, and, and that's because rather than being authentic they focused on being relatable. It's mm. a big difference. Mm. So that's why a good copywriter mm. is is able to write for multiple different brands in different industries for different audiences. Yeah. They can't sound the same there. If they were writing authentically, it'd be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's room for authenticity if you're putting something out as like a founder or if you're a personality in the business or yeah. if you're an influencer. Yeah. There's room for real authenticity there. If you're behind the scenes as a team trying to execute ads that yeah. speak to people, actually it's not about authenticity, it's yeah. about relatability. It's about relatability. Yeah. What are your thoughts on influencers? Um, dep again, depends on the brand. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, depends on the brand. I, I think um, you know, Mike Winnett talks about it on 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 Vamo, and and um, it's all about for me a, a niche in influencers. Vamo. So uh, views of my own. It's it's Mike's um, Mike's new business community, which yeah. he's you know unfortunate to to let me chat shit on. Yeah. Um, but he uh, you know it's about micro influencers. It's about about finding your influencers within a niche. Yeah. Right. Because if you go and uh, you go and give it to a, someone who's got millions and millions of followers. Yeah. It won't do as well. Yeah. If you've got someone who's got a very engaged following of 10,000 people yeah. in a very niche sector and you try and sell them a niche product, it's yeah. probably going to do a lot better. Yeah. So in that respect, I think they work. Um, but it's, it can be a pricey gig, that. Yeah, it can be, can't it? Yeah, especially mm. if you get it wrong. Mm. But it's just, I think it's just about being real, mate. Mm. Especially the younger generations now, they, they, they want real. They want, um, you know, they want to know how it is. And, mm. and, and people, people are, I think... I think I'm not sure the young generation is, uh, are as bought into all these hacks and quick ways of doing things. They get they're more clued up, aren't they? They're more clued up. Yeah, yeah they are. And what, what are your movements? What are your movements now moving forward? Have you got a set goal in your mind? You're going right. Offended has done really well. We've we I'm, I'm massive on you're massive on LinkedIn. People listen to you. And what's that feeling like for you when you put out a post on LinkedIn? You go, wow, look at that reach, or look how many people are liking this or commenting because yeah. it's huge for you. Um, Honestly, I, I mean, it might just be me, but I don't really, I don't get the whole dopamine thing. It's not, a, it's, n it's never been about that for me. It's mm. about whether there's money coming into the bank. Yeah, I can post shit all I want. You know, yeah. I did a, a CV for Theresa May that hit, got God knows how many thousands of likes in, in the first few hours, <laughs> right when she resigned, um, and it, it generated no money. So yeah. I could do that all day long if I want. If I was really desperate for fucking people to like yeah. me and uh, admire me, I couldn't go fuck about that. Yeah. Um, but for me now, it's about it's about growing offended. We, I genuinely want Offended to be one of the biggest, um, you know, creative and ad agencies in the, in, in the UK. Mm. You know, I want to be snapping at the heels of the, the likes of uh, McCann or uh, McCann, as we call them. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we, we want to go after the big the big boys. 
I think there's too many people who have been playing it safe, who've got the client dynamic all wrong, where the client is dictating what goes out, even yeah. though the client doesn't know what the fucking talking yeah. about, and hence why they hired someone. Yeah. Um, the, the, the marketing industry has become saturated with shit ads, yeah. driving iller content, boring voices, no one's saying anything different or daring say anything yeah. different. And I think there's a, there's room for a bit of 1980s flair again. Yeah. You know, the likes of the United Colors of Benetton, when they used to do yeah. crazy ads and the, the two horses, the black and white horse shagging on a on a billboard. I said I miss those days, I was only born in the yeah. 80s, but, yeah. but it's... Uh, uh, it's it's I think that th th there is there is a because there's a new breed of people nowadays that and I think if you've got rules in place uh, like our rules are always back the underdog you know no yeah. racism no homophobia no sexism none of that shit yeah. always go after concepts and ideals not individuals we're not bullies yeah we're, we're, we if we want to take something down we take it down intelligently yeah um, what do you mean by what? Take a post down if you put something. No, if, I mean if we if we're going to take a concept down, for instance, like if an, if an individual says something I don't agree with, I'll never go after them directly. I don't yeah. think that's a way way to no, do it. I'm right. not a bully, yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. not going to get my following to jump yeah. on. Yeah, but I will then take that concept or ideal and I'll, I'll address that yeah. in a post. There's a yeah. difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think there's room for that. And I think there's a new wave of people, especially a lot of these younger people now, who don't get offended by the things because everyone calls them snowflakes. Actually, a lot of the older generation are what I call the snowflakes mm. because they're the ones who get offended at ridiculous stuff. Yeah. The younger people, a lot of the time, like the generations get offended by stuff that matters. Mm. You know, they do get offended by, you know, Russia coming and having a shit on Ukraine. They, yeah. they do get offended by yeah. the, 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 the things that actually matter. Whereas the, the jokes, they can actually, a lot of them can distinguish between what's a joke and what's not. Mm. Um, and, and I think I think there's there's room for that, and that's what Offend is all about. We're going to be mm. snapping at the heels of the big boys. Hopefully, we've got we've got we're getting bigger and bigger clients, and uh, you know, fingers crossed, we don't get completely banned and deleted or get sued anytime soon. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Sure Which might come along one day. That, that might do because <laughs> of some of the stuff we've done. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What's that feeling like for you when going into a, uh, a big company? Again, you know what. EMD's got to sign this off. There's a load of people underneath and going. You know what? We need to get Dan Kelso and his team offended in here. Mm. And all be like whispering to each other, should we tell the boss? Should we tell the boss? Yeah, and the yeah. boss finally goes, oh, just get him in. Yeah. It's your job to turn him around, right? Yeah. And do you find that easy in a meeting? Um, it depends who they are. If they come to us directly, yes. Yeah. It's generally they've already bought in, yeah. they've, they've seen all the content. If, like you say, if it's that situation, no. And they're always the hardest clients because I've then got to go in, I've got to sell, I've got to sell it, yeah. right? Um, I've got to keep a swearing to a minimum. Yeah. And I've got to somehow persuade them that this is right. And they're the ones you've got to take real baby steps with because you can't just jump straight yeah. in with, uh, hey, lad, Brooks, call yourself non-binary, Brooks. Yeah. But hey, yeah. right, get him out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's it, it's a case of baby steps and just, just because it's like almost like it's almost like I'm tricking them. I'm mm. manipulating them. Mm. Because I, oh, that's what, I, mean, I suppose that's what I am. Marketing mm. is manipulation, right? Mm. That's, that's what it is. Marketing advertising is manipulation. If you mm. think it's not, you're lying to yourself. Mm. Um, but it, I'm, I'm essentially manipulating them towards the place where I want their brand to be and the risks I want them to take. But I've got to prove it with results yeah. first. Because the one thing that, this is one thing I've I, I found throughout my career is that MDs um, might not like me very much or professional people might not like me very much. But one thing they like is results. Yeah. And people can't argue with numbers on a page. Yeah. So if I'm saying, well, we did this many, uh, it got this many, um, this much engagement, which led to this much, this many leads yeah. and this many sales. Yeah. Uh, how do you find that? And they're yeah. like, you might be a prick, but that I like. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? Okay. And how do you charge? Do you go up to someone and say, right, I want a year's deal. I want a monthly retainer. Yeah. And how do you know how much money to put on that monthly retainer? Uh, we just stick our finger in there and hope for the best. <laughs> Call it 10 yeah. grand. Yeah. <laughs> if they say no, we go, okay, well, eight yeah. grand. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it, depend, it depends on what, we, we, we normally ask what their budget is and, and we do it because we're a service-based business, everything's based on time. So yeah. 
generally will um you know will charge it uh, your average for marketing is probably about 100 to 150 quid an hour mm. generally mm. uh we're at the lower end mm. um you know will we bump that up probably but I, I don't think we need to i mean the, the as long as you work smart and work fast and get results quick yeah, your profit margins can be quite high yeah you know there's so much talent out there yeah like i've got 17 full-time staff in everyone is talented mm -hmm. i think it's amazing that these 18 21 year olds are scrambling around for jobs at the minute mm. And if yeah. people like us gave them opportunities, I think it, it would be in a lot better place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, well, that's after. And I think if, if if your team are like mine, a lot of a lot of my team are young. You know, it's their first job. Yeah, we're giving people chances. I mean, I tell you why as well because I, I've I've interviewed a lot of copywriters, right? And mm. I'm obviously copyright myself, so I'm pretty pretty harsh about you mm. know, when I look at a piece of. Just copy. explain to me what a good copywriter is. Uh, a good copywriter is able to, to, to build an audience and, and create that uh, attachment that, that, that leads to results, right? Yeah. That, that's that's what a good copywriter can do. And they can they can speak in a way that people resonate, that resonates with people. Mm. Um, any audience. Mm. The more audiences you can do, the better mm. copywriter you are, right? Um, but I've interviewed so many copywriters. I mean, people who've wrote, written ads for Ford, right? They're going the shit. Yeah. Right? If that guy's listening, sorry. Um, What's his name? No comment. But he's, uh, you know, they, they come in the ship. Yeah. Um, and there's a lad who just, he was off his head. He just kept messaging me every day, sending me ads. And I was thinking, this guy's pretty funny. Yeah. And he's not, no copywriting experience whatsoever, like not really thingy. He did a bit of content for some uh, mechanical company, but he was trying to, you could tell he was trying to put a funny spin on it. Um, so we just hired him as our copywriter. Mm. And it's, 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 it's working. Uh, we've gone through, I mean, 12. Couldn't do it. And this this kid's got So you'd potential. get someone on board full time just a copywriter? Yeah. Is that right? Oh we've got we've got three now. Wow. Three copywriters. Right right writing, writing is the base of any good marketing. One of the most important skills. Mm. I don't agree with Gary Vee on much, right? Mm. But I agree with him on this. Copywriting is the most undervalued skill in marketing. Mm. Writing forms everything, right? If you've got a good video piece, a good sketch, it's 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 formed by writing a good script. Yeah. So the get the good video, it would be amazing. But if your script is average. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Paid campaigns, you can have the best targeting ever. You can have the best data team ever, right? You can build amazing social profiling, right? But if the creative shit, yeah. because the writing, your results are going to be off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so so it, copywriting is, is, is the skill. It's the most valuable skill. If you want to make it in the marketing world, especially if you want to become a creative director or anything, or if you want to be really valued nowadays by marketing organisations, Writing is a place to go, and the beauty of writing is there's no barrier to entry. So if you're a naturally good writer or you've got something about you, it's different. Mm. It's a real opportunity. That it's also an opportunity for loads of shit people to dive in and, for, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, and just yeah, start, yeah, yeah, start yeah. writing. I'm a writer now. Yeah, oh God, I, I wrote one social media post. It got 50 yeah. likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see other people writing on LinkedIn and the way they write it, do yeah. you straight away go, "He's a good copywriter" or "She's a good copywriter"? Yeah, yeah okay. you can see it. But the, the thing is, the thing is with it as well. Like we said before, it's not rocket science. Like the structure of a good piece of content has always been the same, right? It's always led by a hook. Yeah. A hook is the the first line generally of a piece of content or it's the title yeah. um, of, a, of an article or it's the title of a video, right? And, and and the hook is, people say, oh, if you write a really controversial or humorous hook, it's just clickbait. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference between hook and clickbait because clickbait, you click on it and then there's nothing of value on the other side. So you're pissed yeah. off. It's like going there, uh, oh, um, Beyonce loses legs in car crash. You click on it, it turns out she's just fallen over, grazed the knee. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. That's not, it's not the same value yeah. you're expecting. That's yeah. clickbait. A hook isn't. A hook is, uh, I laugh at this hook, and then when I click on that, I go through to a piece of content that's just as funny. Yeah, okay. That's a hook, yeah. right? You're leading people to something of value, right? Yeah. Which means that you then have to, so you, you start with a piece of content with a hook. Yeah. If your first line's shit, it's always going to do less. Yeah. 
then for, uh, in the piece of content, you give, give value. But in the value, right, depending, the longer the piece is, the more what I call engagement triggers you have to have. Yeah. And they are, similar to a hook, lines that keep me reading. Yeah. So they're either a bit different yeah. or a bit weird or it's humorous or it's controversial. Yeah. So then I want to read the next bit. They're yeah. engagement triggers, right? And then you always end it with a call to action. And people get call to action wrong thinking that I've, I've given you a piece of content, now I'm going to sell to you straight away. Mm. It depends where you are on the journey. If you're trying to build an audience, that's not right. A call mm. to action can be just as simple as, you know, love to hear your comments. It can just be an ending to the story. Yeah. And that's how it ended. Yeah. Do you know? And that's yeah. all that it has to be for now. People push too hard yeah. for sales too yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Building an audience and emotional con connection with an audience, you can sell anything to them. Yeah. Once they're in. Once they're in and yeah, they trust great. you. Right? The trust takes time, time to build and yeah. people are impatient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, I've really enjoyed this, mate. Really enjoyed it. You're yeah, fresh. You are fresh. And this is what people need to hear. I know you're a bit quirky yeah. and you're going to, some people are going to love you and some people are not going to love you. Yeah, but yeah. what you're doing in the marketplace at the moment around the UK and the way you're speaking, the way you're copywriting is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Massive Honestly, respect, coming, man. coming from you, it means a lot, though, mate. You're a good man. Yeah, Cheers, Dan. Thank you, Take mate. Take care, mate. Oh.